American Timelines is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com. So now I'm obsessed with time. Come on, tell me about the time. Had it all in my head tonight. Had the time of my life. When the words all come down, like blues on Tuesdays come down. Throw it all away. Hey, this is Joe from History for Jerks. Amy and I took a week off this week. It's a lot of work doing all this research for a podcast, so we didn't want to let you down, though. Thank you, listeners, so much for being here. So here's a little tiny blast from the past. This is from episode two, our second our second ever episode. I just cut out the little bit where Amy talks about Jeffrey Dahmer, and I just dropped it in here as a little special bonus episode. So you don't have to sift through the whole thing or go all the way back to the second episode. Just thought Jeffrey Dahmer is a popular one, so let's just put this little thing out for you to just take a little track down memory lane and listen to what we sound like when we first started. Don't we sound so young? Enjoy. We'll see you next week. We love you, Tom Hayes. On July 22nd, 1991. Yeah. There were these two police officers in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and wait, they were driving wait, wait. around. Let's set the scene. July 22nd. The 1991. On the radio was Brian Adams. Yep. Jesus Jones, right here, right now. Oh, yeah. Or EMFs, unbelievable. And so the cops are driving around. Um, this is a high crime area in um, Milwaukee, and it was real hot that night, around midnight, as they're in their car. They see this short, little wiry black man with a handcuff dangling from his wrist and just walking no he's running and they assume that he's escaped from another policeman so they ask him what he was doing and he starts to pour out this tale about this weird dude who put this cuff on him in his apartment and um this man turned out to be 32 year old tracy edwards they they first they thought oh it's just some gay couple being weirdos like they used to think back then right and um it just they, got off the list. They thought they ought to check out this man that had cuffed Edwards who lived at the Oxford Apartments at 924 North 25th Street. The door to apartment 213 was opened by this nice-looking 31-year-old blonde man. He was very calm and rational and offered to go get the key to the handcuffs that were in his bedroom. And then Edwards remembered that there, the knife that he was threatened with was in the bedroom. So he starts saying, don't, don't let him go in there. The knife's in there. And so one of the officers decides to go in the bedroom himself and notices a bunch of photos lying around um, that contain pictures of dismembered human bodies, skulls in the refrigerator. When he uh, got himself together, after he peed himself probably, he yelled to his partner to cuff the man and place him under arrest. Uh, this Holy crap. This man that was at first this rational man suddenly turns on him and fights off the one cop the other's trying to cuff him and then when the one subdues him the other one goes to the refrigerator and opens it that's right i remember this from the movie is what and I thought. he I shrieks thought loudly at the face that's staring out at him and he slams the door and yells there's a fucking head in the refrigerator a Here. fucking head in the refrigerator so th- i was going to stay home tonight on monday night and watch evening shade major yes, dad right. murphy brown and designing women which were on that night so Funny we're talking about that they, but no now there's a head in the fridge they arrest him and they go through the apartment and they see um, it's a small one-bedroom flat, and it was neat and clean, especially for a bachelor. Uh, 
and his pet pet fish were very well cared for. The fish tank was clean, but uh, the smell of decomposition was overwhelming, which is why I... What, not till they opened the fridge? No, I guess it was always there, but to me, police should know what that smell is. The freezer had three more heads in it, stored neatly in plastic bags, and then there's a door that leads to the bedroom, bedroom closet and bath, which had been outfitted with a deadbolt lock. Um... So this reporter that was on the scene said that in the back of the closet there was a metal stock pot that contained decomposed hands and a penis. Ugh. And on the shelf above the kettle were two skulls. Also in the closet, containers of ethyl alcohol, chloroform, and formaldehyde, along with some glass jars holding male genitalia preserved in formaldehyde. Why? Photo- what was he going to do with those? Pol- Polaroid photos taken by Dahmer at various stages of his victim's deaths. So, obviously, this is about Jeffrey Dahmer. Is Jeffrey what we're talking Dahmer. about. This was 1991. One of the Polaroids showed a man's head with the flesh still intact lying in a sink. Another showed a victim cut open from the neck to the groin like a deer gutted. Um, some of them were his Why victims before murdered in various erotic and bondage poses. The police, the county medical examiner, the media, families of the missing young men, the entire city of Milwaukee, and the whole world tried to understand what had really happened in apartment 213. Yeah, we're Jeffrey Lionel Dahmer was an American serial killer and a sex offender. He murdered 17 men and boys between 1978 and 1991. Now, he was a known sex offender before yes. he murdered them? Yes. Um, the majority of the murders occurred between 1987 and 1991. Wait, where did this happen? Wisconsin? Yes. Where in Wisconsin? Milwaukee. Milwaukee. So his murders Pack involved rape, dismemberment, necrophilia, and cannibalism. Um, he was born in West Allis, Wisconsin. Uh, Joyce Annette and Libel Herbert Dahmer, who was an analytical chemist. And mm. he had a brother named David. He was okay? And he was okay. What's going on with him? So Jeffrey was a normal child. Um, uh, he had a hernia at one point that... Oh, that explains it. They he, <laughs> his, his, they said his personality changed after that. Really? He got real withdrawn and uncommunicative. Because of his hernia? I guess. A hernia does that? And he didn't have any interest in hobbies or social interactions. Um, that damn hernia. He biked around his neighborhood looking for dead animals, which he dissected at home or in the woods near his home. In one instance, he put a dog's head on a stake. So there's some early warning signs going on here. Because oh, of that hernia. Though, yeah. Um, when he went to high school, he was an outcast. He... We became kind of a cult figure among some of his classmates. Because you don't he would, mean he was Andre 3000? No, I don't. Um, he he would, was an outcast. He began drinking in his teens. He was an alcoholic by the time his Wait high school graduation. So he was an outcast, but he started what? Getting a following? He got a, started getting a cult following because he would make fun of his mother's interior decorator who was who had cerebral palsy. Uh, that That's how you get a cult following? I guess. That's what it says. That's what I read. Oh, great guy. So then his parents divorced in 77. Uh, he went to Ohio State University but dropped out after one quarter. Oh, he's an Ohio State and a Packer That's right. fan. Um, so one night, he was in uh, 1978, he was driving back to his mother's when he picked up a hitchhiker named Stephen Hicks. The two of them go back to Jeffrey's to drink some beer and smoke some pot, and that seems that Jeff must have really liked Steve because when Hicks said that it was time that he headed home, Dahmer decided he didn't want his new friend going anywhere, so he picked up a weightlifting dumbbell and struck Hicks in the back of the head and then strangled him. 
Uh, he then dragged the body into the crawl space under the house where it stayed for a few days. Uh. Eventually the smell became strong, so he went down and cut the remains into pieces, placing them in small plastic bags, and then threw the bags in the bushes behind the house. That's how it started. Yeah. After a while, he began to worry about the neighborhood kids digging up the remains, so he dug them up and smashed the bones into pieces, which he scattered around the woods. So that was his first kill. And then over the next nine years, he was able to control any urges to kill again. So the 70s was his first kill. Yeah. Huh? So for and then in nine years, he, he didn't do any. Uh, so he joined the United States Army for what? shortly. Um, he they lasted f- only a couple of years because he... I forgot to ask, did you kill any dudes yeah. and chop them up into pieces? Well, his alcoholism made him drop out. Uh, and then um, after his military career ended, he decided he was a homosexual. Uh, um, and became a regular at Milwaukee's gay bars. Uh, he was arrested for flashing his penis at two 12-year-old boys in a park and then masturbating. Well, that's <laughs> standard now. Yeah, that's really. every, other, every actor in Hollywood does that Apparently. Now. He was placed on probation until September 9th, 1987 for the incident. And then just six days after his probation ended, he yeah, started probation for again. masturbating from children? That's yeah, all I get? I guess. Probation? I know. Don't do that again. Stop <laughs> doing that. Stop, stop it. Stop it. Hey, guy who maybe will murder a bunch of people and eat their bodies. Well, they don't know that Stop yet. jacking off for the kids. So That's it. They just probation. So just six days after the probation ended, he starts to kill again. So on September 15th, 1987, he spent the day drinking at a gay bar named Club 219 and met up with a gay man named Steve Twomey. Steve Twomey, y'all. Yeah. It's Steve Twomey in the house. They ch- hey. Stop. He's a victim. Oh. Oh, he killed him? Oh, shit. They, Sorry. But they I was just like, chatted with each other for a few hours and eventually left together. They went to a hotel and rented a room. And oh, then Steve Twomey was so cool. Dahmer claims he can't remember what happened once they got to the hotel, only that he drank a lot. And he wasn't even sure if they had had sex or anything. But when he woke up, Twomey was dead. Uh, and it, it was like he beat him up and strangled so him. So he thinks he blacked out. And yeah. After this, he went out and bought a large suitcase, which he then stuffed the body inside. And caught a taxi back to Grandma's house with the suitcase with the oh, body in it. Back to his Grandma's house? Yeah, he lived with his Grandma in the basement. Uh, had a suitcase with a body in it. And he gets Steve Twelve. Then he gets in a cab. Is in his ca- Steve's Will in you help suitcase? me with the suitcase? Can you see that? That's a heavy suitcase. Oh, it probably smells like it's gotta smell terrible. I know. Once there once he gets to grandma's, he cuts up the body and puts it pieces in the garbage bags and puts it out by the curb with the rest of the day's trash. Oh my god. So he didn't even he, You know somebody found that in the garbage. I don't know. Like, what is it? Whose foot? Jen, then on Look at this nipple. Then on January sixteenth, nineteen eighty eight. He approached a young male prostitute named James Dockstader, who was 14. A young male prostitute, 14-year-old male prostitute. And he offered James money to make a video with him. So Dockstader agrees, so he took him home to... He had to have money to make a video in 1988. I know. So uh, Jeff took him home to his basement room at Grandma's. Then he gave him a sleeping drug, and once he passed out... No Cosby style. Yep, he strangled him once he passed out. And then he stripped the body of all his flesh using acid. And smashed up the bones with a sledgehammer. If only he had been on picture pages, he would have got away with it. <laughs> I think that was 70s. I don't think picture pages was 90s. No, I'm just saying Bill Cosby <laughs> got away with it. We oh, because Big Cosby We don't care that he drugs pages. everybody because he was on picture pages. That's right. That's if true. he hadn't been on picture pages, he'd be in jail. But picture pages <laughs> are great. Talking about so yeah. then on March... <laughs> That's Fat Albert. On March 24th, 1988... Picture pages, picture pages. It's time it. to get your crayons in your pencil. Stop oh, it. Fucko. Sorry. On March 24th, 1988, he met Richard Guerrero at a bar called the Phoenix. Wait a minute. In 88, that's when Hacksaw Jim Duggan won the Royal, the first ever Royal Rumble. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Um, so you know. Guerrero was broke, 
Eddie Guerrero? No, Richard Guerrero. Oh, Richard so Guerrero. Jeff offered him some money if he'd come back to his place and make a video. Mm. So Guerrero agrees. Video. Uh, once they go back to Dahmer's apartment, they have oral sex, and then Jeff offers him a drink, and Richard accepts. <laughs> Shortly after passing out, Richard was strangled, dismembered, and disposed of. How did he dispose of him? We so about this, no, we don't know. About this time, Grandma starts to worry about the smell coming from the basement. Because this is all when he's living at Grandma's house. I think house. my grandson needs to start using deodorant. When she <laughs> I think he's of age. I should buy him some old spices. So Peggy, she, Peggy, <laughs> you wouldn't believe the smell. So when Peggy, she tells... Peggy, oh, it's bad, Peggy. She tells Lionel, Dad, uh, he goes down and he inspects the room and he finds a black sticky residue. Wait, who's Lionel? He's the chemist, the dad. Jeffrey's dad, oh, Lionel. Oh, came over to Grandma's house. Yeah, to inspect the room. Lionel? And got, it a, smells he, so bad. I talked to Peggy about it. It smells terrible. Go down there, Lionel. So, so he goes down and what? He finds this black, sticky residue similar to what acid does to flesh. What's all this? And he's a chemist, so he kind of oh. knows. So he oh, so questions like, this. Hmm, what is this substance yes. that I'm oddly familiar with as a chemist? So he questions his son about this, and then Jeff says he was experimenting with animals. Jeff, what are you so, doing? So, you know, Lionel never gave a shit what Jeff did. What are you doing, Jeffrey? He this. didn't bother worrying uh, about I'm it. I some animals, Dad. But know. Grandma was done. She didn't get. She didn't care what he was doing. She said, get out. So Peggy Peggy and I talked about it, and you need to go. The yeah. ladies from Bunko are going to just die when they smell you. Get out of here. I can't take this anymore with the dead animals. And the Lionel, you get him out of here, Lionel. So <laughs> he gets his own place, and yeah. just 24 hours after moving into his new apartment, he was in trouble with the police because he... You know, had conned a Laotian boy named Laotian. Kison Synthesomophone. <laughs> that's, a, that's, not a, that's a fake name. That's definitely right. That's not. Um, he was Synthesomophone. He was 13, and, and he, he conned him into coming up to his apartment. And then once there, he drugged and molested him, but the boy escaped. So he reported to the police. God, the poor kids from Laos. They come here know. seeking a new life, and then Jeffrey and Dahmer Jeffrey's, molests them yeah. all. Well, God, come well, here to USA the thing with, get molested by a Wisconsinite. The thing that's interesting about Dahmer, too, is that almost all serial killers will only kill within their own race, and he almost exclusively killed, like, Asian, oh, and black Pacific, people. and black yeah. people. Yeah. So he only killed other races. Yeah, he did. And you said except for the Except for the hitchhiker. The, the very first one the first was a white one. You said most, most serial killers uh, almost all. kill their own race yeah. only? Yeah, that's right. Huh. So, I wonder why that is. So um, the boy reports it to the police, and he was charged with sexual assault and enticing a child for immoral purposes. And he yeah. got a week in jail before a getting released on bail. Back then, you could do you oh could rape God. anybody. Well, he hasn't been sentenced yet. He so he on January thirtieth, nineteen ninety, he was found guilty, but sentenced oh, wouldn't the, take place for another four or months. Molesting the child. Yeah. Oh. So then, but still on March twenty fifth, nineteen ninety, he met Anthony Sears. Oh, what date? March 25th, 1990. Okay, we're not going to one yet. Okay. Um, at a gay bar. Took him back to Grandma's because well, he assumed the police Eileen were watching. Meanwhile, Eileen Warnos is on the loose because uh, that was from the last right. episode. So he took his back to the Grandma's house because he assumed the police were watching his apartment. And so once there, they had sex, and afterward, Dahmer made him a drink, murdered him, decided to keep the skull as a trophy. So Grandma just can't win. She just, she he gets coming back. I Peggy, probably, I think he's in my heart. I smell it, Peggy. So then at his sexual assault and enticing a child for immoral purposes sentencing on May 23rd, yeah. he pleaded with the judge for leniency, saying he was an alcoholic and a homosexual with sexual problems. And the judge decided to sentence him to five years probation in one year in a halfway house so he could uh, continue 
to work. So, whoa, little did he know he was murdering. So, after serving his time, he's white. I bet if he was black, that wouldn't be the case. Yep. After serving his time in the halfway house, he rented a place at Oxford Apartments, which is the infamous apartment 213. Oh, this is where he got us. Just two weeks after moving in um, to the infamous apartment, which has been demolished since this, obviously, he met Ray Smith at Club 219. Ray was a newcomer to Milwaukee and seemed to run into the wrong guy at the wrong time. So Jeff asked Ray back to his place to pose for some pictures. He accepted and... Is this 91 now? Uh, no. Oh. Jeff offers him a drink. Uh, Ray passes out. He gets strangled. Get he drink, Ray. strips the body and had necrophilic sex with it. Oh, dead guy. Yeah. This was the first corpse Dahmer admitted to having sex with, but it, definitely not the last. I mean, it was a fresh corpse. So So once he had that, yeah, once yeah. he did that, he dismembered the body, threw it out with the trash, all except for the skull. He kept that and painted it like silver or something. Yep, throw me out with the trash. And preserved it, and that marked the beginning of his collection of human souvenirs. Oh, so that was the first he thing he saved. On June fourth, in June fourteenth, nineteen ninety, he met Eddie Smith. Eddie, Eddie Smith, y'all. Eddie readily accepted Dahmer's advances. Went back to Jeff's apartment where they had oral sex. Afterward, Jeff offered Eddie a drink. So There's he's a just a regular Bill sex. Cosby with his drinks. Yeah, he's Eddie Bill, passes basically out. Bill Cosby, but Jeff strangles hey, him. He's Jeff. He's Bill Cosby without the picture pages. Well, you know, we don't know. Bill Cosby hasn't done these things. Dismembered right. bodies and thrown them out. But it's fine because he did picture pages. So, so all's forgiven. So then, July eighth, nineteen ninety, he decides not to drug somebody. He's going to try to mix it up. So he had a fifteen-year-old Hispanic kid posing for pictures. Um, when he picked up a mallet and tried to hit the boy in the head, the kid fought back. Eventually, escaped, and this kid went to the police too. And he was he was Hispanic. Yep, but when he begged police not to was tell us, was he a member of Menudo? Maybe. Well, he begged the police not to tell his foster parents he was gay, and so then the police decided to leave the whole thing alone. Oh and they didn't no! Even investigate. Because. Everyone frowned upon gay... God. Because of homophobia, this guy kept going. So then September 3rd, 1990, he picked up Ernest Miller, took him home, had interviews... Ernest the Cat Miller? That was a wrestler. Drugged him, and then changed changed it up a little bit again. tore him up. He didn't strangle Miller. He cut his throat instead. Had to be a different Ernest Miller. And then, after he was dead, he slices off his biceps and puts them in the freezer for some reason. What? And then upon taking all the flesh from the bone, decides to keep the entire skeleton this time instead of... Well, so he went from, I'm going to keep just a, he- a skull to, I'm going to keep this whole thing. Well, i got to put the biceps in the freezer. Uh, and that's, yeah, what is that I guess about? I'll put this over. Mm, i got to put the biceps in the freezer. So like, this what, time... How, what, was, what was internal monologue? I don't, I, was it like... I mean, who uh, knows? Or jack off on a squirrel. I have brothers buy some in the freezer. <laughs> um, so it was around uh, this time that his neighbors start to complain. Take a shit on my... Because the putrid smell cat. is coming from his apartment. Um, Sorry, he, what was that? It's around this time his neighbors start to complain that th- about the smell. Those neighbors need to mind their own business. <laughs> God. So he, Dahmer tells the landlord his fridge is broken and that's why it smells. Oh, that actually makes yeah, sense. He says he's gonna, the, oh, that's why it smells like Arby's in here. Yeah. September, October 1990, Jeff met David Thomas. They were drinking in Dahmer's apartment when Jeff gave him his special drink. He and needs to l- lay down on the drinking. That's too much drinking. So he Jeff didn't want to kill Thomas for some reason, but but he was worried he might be upset when if he woke up 
that Jeff had drugged him. So he decided the best thing to do would Wait, be to kill why him anyway. It, why, oh, so yeah, I don't know. I just didn't want to kill him. Yeah, that's what he said. One of those guys I didn't want to kill. Yeah. Not that guy, that guy, that guy, that guy, that guy. Just this one guy. The one guy, the one time. So he says, I better just kill him. So he this time he films the whole dismemberment and takes photos of his severed head in various positions in the apartment. He's probably like, and this and Thomas's sister later had to use those photos to identify him. The photos of his head all around his head, all dismembered. Isn't that sick? That's awful. On February 1891, he here we go. We're in 1991. We're going to take a deep dive. 1991. He met Curtis Strutter. Timelines. Curtis wanted to be a model, so Jeff mentions he's going to pose for pictures again. Who's this on February? 1891, Curtis Strutter. So we need to stop and pause so we can all picture what February 18th, 1991 was. The timeline of this is Whitney Houston, All the Man That I Need was on the radio. CNC Music Factory, Gonna Make You Sweat. Everybody dance now. Timmy T, One More Try. I didn't know how much. All right. I love you. Mariah Carey someday was on. No, this is the timeline. This I is the sh- This is the show. The Doors movie was the big movie in the theaters. Uh, and this was also Monday, a Monday night. So uh, Fresh Prince was on, Blossom was on, and the specific Blossom episode that was on that night was Thanks for the Memorex, where Blossom watches home movies. Uh, so that's what was going on. All if you right. think back to those things, that's what was happening. On February 18th, 1991, this is Curtis Strugger. Curtis wanted to be a model, so... Yeah, this is February 18th. Jeff says, why don't you come pose for pictures? And so he was strangled while Jeff... While giving Jeff oral sex, Jeffrey kept the skull and painted it to preserve it. And he also decided to keep hands and a penis as well. Ah, this, is this is when he started keeping the hands and the penises. Yeah. Um, April 7th, 91, he met Errol Lindsay. April 7th, the top songs were Gloria Estefan's Coming Out of the Dark, London Beat, I've Been Thinking About You. And uh, uh, the top movie was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. And this, April 7th was two weeks after WrestleMania 7 when Sergeant Slaughter defends his title against Hulk Hogan. And Sergeant Slaughter, Amy, just so you know, this was during the Gulf War, mm-hmm. and the, the WWF liked to copy off what was going on, and they made Sergeant Slaughter turn to the Iraqi side. And Hulk Hogan oh. was the, the real American that fought him, and he won the title back. And right before he pinned Sergeant Slaughter, he rips an Iraqi flag in God, half. God, that's so dumb. And then he wins the, bat, the, the, the belt. And then Alex Trebek was the guest ring announcer. And then this happened April 7th. And then, yeah, he met Earl Lindsay, and who was 19 at a local bus stop. Um, he was be- he was paid to come back to the apartment, offered him a drink, and he accepted. He was and, paid? Yeah. So was he was like, a prostitute. prostitute. Um, so then, before yeah. you know it, Jeffrey's, you know, going down on a corpse. How and many, he kept the skull. How many gay again. prostitutes are in Wisconsin? You not, would think. That, not as many as there used to be. You think it's just a bunch of old, uh, like... Like kind of well, hefty. Milwaukee's a big city, though. I know, but I think of all of Wisconsin as just have hefty white ladies in sweaters. Yes, it's pretty much eating it. cheese. Then on May twenty fourth, nineteen ninety one, he met Tony Hughes. May twenty fourth, nineteen ninety one was a Friday night, mm-hmm. um, and that was on ABC. It was TJI Friday. You remember that Full House, Dinosaurs, Perfect Strangers, and Family Matters. Yep, they were all reruns because we're in May. It's like Memorial Day weekend, probably. Uh, and Fox aired a show called World's Greatest Stunts, and the top movie was Hudson Hawk, and the top song was Mariah Carey's I Don't Want to Cry. Okay. So he meets him at Club 219 again, back to his old club that he likes so much. Um, Hughes was deaf, and so Dahmer wrote his offer on paper and handed it to him, $50 to pose for some pictures oh and gosh. watch some videos. 
And he takes him back and drugs him and strangles him. And then he leaves the corpse around his bedroom for a few days before dismembering it. So, so now he's just getting sloppy. Yeah. He's yeah. like, just come on, I videotape this shit. I'm leaving yeah. stuff everywhere. Why is nobody know. finding me? Then on May 27th, do you have that one? Yep. This was a Monday again, so reruns of all those shows. The this is like three days later. Like, he's not taking much of a breath here. It's just a couple days. Yeah, this is from Friday to Monday. This is the Monday after the weekend that he just started by watching Full House and murdering a guy. Yeah. Uh, this is Monday. Uh, Fox had a TV movie called Blood Ties about a vampire family who tries to fit in in Long Beach, California. That sounds awful. Um, Mariah Carey signed to Wanna Cry still number one. But uh, Extremes More Than Words has come up to number two. And Color Me Bad. I want to sex you up was number three. Such a bad song. I think it's fair to think that Jeffrey Dahmer was listening to that. He probably was, yeah. So, um, Same date. May 27th, 1991. That jogs your memory. Um, this, this kid was 14, and he was running for his life as trying to escape this apartment where this creepy blonde guy had slipped him some kind of powerful <sighs> drug, and... He was started to come around just he, as the guy had left the apartment. He so he escaped. Um, it took all his strength he had to get up and get to the door. He was so disoriented so and panicked. Um, he was completely naked. He didn't even care. So this was his only chance to survive. So he was just before 2 a.m. And so he's he's out wandering on the street. So he struggles with Jeffrey first? No, Jeffrey left the apartment when oh, he woke he left. up. Sorry, yeah. So he's like stumbling around the neighborhood. This woman... Sandra Smith calls 911 to report him running around naked. She didn't know who he was, but she knew he was injured and scared. And naked. The paramedics naked get and there. afraid. Yep. The paramedics get there, put a blanket around him. Uh, two police officers arrive and Here, naked try guy. to understand what's going on with them. Just blanket. What's going on? Tell me about it. Um, Tell me about a naked guy. So the woman who called the police were standing near the boy when the police arrived. And then the tall blonde man... 911, what's your up. emergency? There's a naked guy running around? I think So Jeffrey okay, comes but... back home while this is going on. Oh, and all the police are comes there? Up, yeah, and he comes up and... Um, I guess you're in my house. He says, no, he's he's my boyfriend. Um, he's just really drunk. And the ladies were getting mad because they thought, no, something's wrong. Um, and then... Conorick was just too drugged. He couldn't say anything. He, he wasn't able to contradict the guy. Oh, and boy. Dahmer gave the police a picture ID. And the two young women, they kept trying to like get it, intervene because they had seen the man trying to resist him before the police arrived. They were angry and upset. The police were ignoring him and listening to the white man instead. Of course. Yep. White man was, was right. And so just to be on the safe side, the two officers went with the boy and the man back to his apartment. Um, the apartment smelled bad, but it was very, also very neat. Uh, and Conorex's clothes were folded and placed on the sofa. And there was a couple of photos of him in black bikini briefs. So Conorex sat quietly on the sofa, still unable to talk. Um, it's not even clear he understood that w the explanation that Padamar was giving to the police. He was apologizing that his lover had caused a disturbance and promised it wouldn't happen again. Uh, and the police believed him. They had no reason not to. He's well-spoken, intelligent, calm. Pretty fly for a white guy. And the uh, Asian kid was apparently drunk and incoherent. And they thought, uh, oh, we're not going to get in the middle of this lover's Asian. quarrel. Uh, so they left. And they were probably like, these gay dudes, we don't know about yep. them. So they left the apartment with Homophobia. him sitting still quietly on the sofa. What a horrible world we live in. They just thought there were more pressing anyone. things for them to do than get involved in this lover's quarrel. Oh. So um, that was the end of him.
Then one on Wisconsin. June 30th. That's why I'm not. That's why I don't like the Packers. Yep. Is all this. On June 30th, 1991, he goes to Chicago for the Gay Pride Day. Ooh, Pride. Um, while at the bus but depot. But it was not nearly as good in 1991 no. as it is now. Well, at the bus depot, he met Matt Turner, another guy. I've been to, be to that model. bus depot. Um, he talked him into coming back to Milwaukee with him. So he pays for Greyhound bus tickets for both of them, and they soon go. I've been on that Greyhound bus. Um, once they get to his apartment, same thing. Drugs him and strangles him. Cuts off his head, wraps it in a plastic bag, puts oh, it in the freezer. Wait a minute, what happened to his lover, the Asian guy? Well, he killed him. I mean. He did? Yeah. He, he The police left him there. Yeah, but then he died too. We yeah, know oh, that yeah. for sure. Oh, oh, yeah. He's one of the victims. Oh, yeah. He never got away. So then on July 4th, 91, All he right. decides to go Fourth back to Chicago. And while he's there, he meets Jeremiah Weinberger. This is just one year after Eileen Wardos was having that awesome 4th of July <laughs> yeah, last true. year. And uh, it was he, this guy was 23. Um, okay. And he even asked his roommate what he thought of Jeffrey. And the roommate was like, he seems all right, whatever. So Jeremiah decides to go back to Milwaukee with Jeff again, pays for the Greyhound bus tickets. Once they get there, they have sex, and Jeremiah, Jeremiah spends the night. But when he got sick of having sex with Jeff, he said he was going to go home. Jeff said fine, then offered him a farewell drink, which was drugged. And that's then he strangled him, and he was one of the heads found in the freezer. On July 12th, 1991, he meets Oliver Lacey, who's 23. They go back to Jeffrey's apartment, have a drink, fool around. Jeffrey strangles him. Then for the first time, he decides to get into um, more necrophilic acts. Um, I thought he already did that. Well, he was doing oral sex with the bodies before, uh, and now he decides to go full on. Wait, he was sucking them off while they're yes. dead? But you can't. Yes. Don't I don't know. I don't want to think about that. Um, so then... Sl- I, no, this is where it stops for me. Everything no. else makes sense, but <laughs> how, why are you blowing a dead guy? I don't know. I don't it know. can't blow you. No, that's right. No, I'm sorry. I don't know. I Everything don't else is fine. No. Putting the dead head in the freezer is fine, no, but I'm blowing not, it? No, I'm not so thinking about say, that. I'm not going to think about that right guy. now. So then he slices off the right bicep and ate it, and that was the first time he, he it, cannibalized. Oh, that's when he first started. Oh, he wasn't eating them before this? No. Oh. Um. One time I saw a piece of graffiti that said, Dave... S blows dead bears. Maybe that's true. Uh, so then like, he, you can't blow dead bears. He, so he so, puts yeah. his head in the fridge next to an open box of Arm & Hammer baking soda. Well, that'll help clean. That's right. And his heart in the freezer okay. to eat later. Oh, and he okay. also put other body parts in the freezer and the rest of it in the trash. I guess I thought he was eating this stuff all along. He, he kept the, the entire skeleton. Um, and it was at this time that he was suspended from his job at the Ambrosia Chocolate Factory. I forgot to tell you, he worked oh, at a chocolate all this factory time he worked the whole at a time. Chocolate factory. So if you've eaten Ambrosia chocolate, uh, in Jeffrey, the 90s, uh, we're gonna have to just cut ties with you. It's yeah. the uh, it's the penises you keep putting and the biceps you well, keep putting in the. And let's just hope that Ambrosia chocolate. What if uh, what if we ate it? Upon. What if we ate that chocolate? I love chocolate. In the nineties, Ambrosia chocolate. What if we ate it and he had touched it? It's generally frowned upon uh, to put biceps, human biceps, in a chocolate. That's uh, what you think. Stop bringing in penises. Yeah. And juggling them and putting them in a chocolate. It's frowned upon, Stephen. We're gonna have right. to let you go, so, I'll be Jeffrey. So he was. He had spent too many days in, at, off work at home. So he got real mad when he got fired. Um, oh, wait, that's what he got fired for? Not coming into work? Yes. Not for all the, anything? They didn't know anything else. Not for killing a bunch of gay dudes? So then on July 19th, 1991, he meets Joseph Braidhoft at a local bus stop. Okay, this is the guy that's going to save the day. No, Joseph Braid. No? It's it's not. Um, oh, he meets him. It was pouring down rain. Come on, Joe. And Take care of he things. Gave, he had a six-pack of beer on him, so they decided to go back to Jeff's uh, to party. 
Uh, once there, they had oral sex. Then Dahmer drugs and strangles him. Sleeps with the body for the next few days until the head became infested with maggots. Oh, Ooh. so he banged it until yes. the maggots. Huh? Yes. No, he decided not to freeze this one. Well, or he cleans it. it and puts it in the freezer with the heads of the other two guys that are in there. And he put he the must torso. Must really like to bang that dead guy. I guess he placed the torso in the fifty-seven gallon barrel in the bedroom. At this point, he seems to have very little control and care very little, and he he starts getting sloppy. Do you, you think something was maybe wrong with him, Jeffrey Dahmer? This doesn't seem like normal behavior to me. No, I think there's something wrong with him. Okay, so now we are to our final victim that I started uh, the top of the hour. Oh, see, I with. thought the last guy was the no Tracy the Edwards. Same. Tracy Edwards. Tracy Edwards. So Tracy Edwards uh, was the story at the top, and that is how he got caught. So. His bail was originally set at a million dollars. What date was this? July 22nd, 1991. Oh, July 22nd, 1991. They set his bail for $1 million. And then on, on August 6th, it was raised to $5 million when eight more murder charges were added. In the end, he had 15 murder charges against him. The longest sentence he muttered at any of the preliminary hearings was, I understand, Your Honor, when the judge asked if he understood the charges. On July 13th, 92. He ignored his lawyer's advice and changed his plea to guilty, but that he was insane. And on, according to the Milwaukee, Don Davis and the Milwaukee Murders, which is a book, the declaration turns the case on its head. Now, instead of having to prove his man did not commit the murders, the defense attorneys would unroll one of the goriest tapestries ever seen in an American courtroom. His task was to conv convince the jury that Dahmer was crazy because only an insane person would do the things he did. Two detectives took turns reading the 160-page confession. It was a catalog of sexual perversions. Detective Dennis Murphy stated that Dahmer felt a tremendous amount of guilt because of his actions. He felt thoroughly evil. Then he quoted from Donner's, Dahmer's own confession. It's hard for me to believe that a human being could have done what I've done, but I know that I did. He claimed that his fear of being caught was overwhelmed by his excitement of being completely in control. It's hard to believe that a human being could do what I've done. The battle of psychiatrists over whether he was legally responsible and able to control himself seemed to confuse the jury. The attorney drew a chart for the jury which he read them off quickly. Skulls in locker, cannibalism, sexual urges, drilling, uh, making testicles. zombies, ne necrophilia, Eating drinking biceps. alcohol, trying to create a shrine, lobotomies, defleshing, calling taxidermists, going to graveyards. Banging a dead body until maggots. Masturbating. That's the last one he says. Not creating picture pages. Masturbating? Yeah, he says masturbating. The last <laughs> also, all masturbation is just the same as yeah, all of this. This is Jeffrey Dahmer, a runaway train on a track of madness. Not, not creating picture pages. And then the prosecutor rebutted. He wasn't a runaway train. He was the engineer. He was satisfying his extraordinary sexual cravings. Ladies and gentlemen, he's fooled a lot of people. Please don't let this murderous killer fool you. The but jury, he is white, so... Yeah, the jury deliberated for five hours, decided he did not deserve to spend the rest of his life in a hospital, but in a prison cell. Boom. On all 15 counts, he was guilty. He wrote an Boom. apology to the judge, covering a 13-year bloodbath. He said, Your Honor, it is now over. This has never been a case of trying to get free. I don't even want freedom. Frankly, I wanted death for myself. This was a case to f tell the world that I did what I did, but not for the reasons of hate. I hated no one. I knew that I was sick or evil or both. Now I believe I was sick. The doctors have told me about my sickness, and now I have some peace. I know how much harm I have caused. Thank God there will be no more harm that I can do. I believe that only the Lord Jesus Christ can save me from my sins. I ask for no consideration. He was sentenced to 15 consecutive life terms. Um... All of this while Summertime was the number five <laughs> song on the radio by Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince. He adjusted summer, very summer, well to prison life uh, at the Columbia Correctional Institute in Portage, Wisconsin. He's probably better there than he was anywhere else. Well, right? initially he wasn't part of the general population of the prison because that would have jeopardized his safety. Can't put him in Gen Pop. 
As it was, he was attacked. I saw Orange is the New Black. He would have been toast. Yeah. As it was, he was attacked July 3rd, 94, while attending a chapel service by a Cuban who he had never seen before. While in prison, he was sued twice for $3 billion, and even though he had no money at all, he he was a model prisoner. Yeah. And he convinced the prison authorities to l- allow him more contact with other inmates. Okay. He was able to eat in communal areas, and he was given some janitorial work to do with other teams of inmates. Then, on the morning of November 28th, 94... He was working bathroom cleanup detail, paired up with two highly dangerous men, Jesse Anderson, a white man who had murdered his wife and blamed it on a black man, oh, and God, they all fucking do that. Christopher Scarver, a black delusional schizophrenic who thought that he was the son of God, uh, who, was. They, who was in prison for first-degree murder. So it's not difficult to imagine how Scarver views Dahmer, who's butchered all these black men, and Anderson. It was a disastrous combination. So 20 minutes after they started... A prison guard came by to check on them and found Dahmer lying face down in a pool of blood with his head bashed in. Wait, what were they doing together? They were cleaning the bathroom. Cleaning the bathroom. The other white inmate was lying in a pool of blood in one of the showers. So upon arriving at the hospital, Dahmer was pronounced dead. So this black dude killed both of them? Mm-hmm. Good for him! Just, Jesse Anderson died shortly after from having a, his head bashed against the floor and walls repeatedly. They compared his injuries to those of a car accident. Man. Scarver claimed, God told me to do it. At any rate, he probably he, did, man. He received another life sentence for his actions. Jeffrey <sighs> was cremated, and his parents, he's who, the son of God, who are divorced, each you received do him, he's the half son of his remains after a court battle over his ashes. We probably have the son of God in prison. We'll so probably... his parents had a court battle over his ashes, and they each received half of his ashes. Jeffrey Dahmer's? Yeah. What do they want him for? I don't know. To probably be there the murder them. To probably eat them and. Yep. So that's the life and times of Mr. Jeffrey Lionel and, Dahmer. And that was 1991, folks. Yeah, I remember when I heard about that. I about, I was fascinated. I yeah, couldn't believe you, it. Yeah, I know. You mentioned you've mentioned it every day of our marriage. Jeffrey Dahmer, this. Jeffrey Dahmer, that. That's not true. My wife loves murderers and murderers. Uh, so this has been this has gone on long enough. Yeah, all I need to do is splice in some what happened in wrestling in 1991. All right. Well, while you're doing that, I'm going to hit the can. This has been another episode of American Timelines. American Timelines, and we thank you. And uh, this is uh, Grover Cleveland Steamer and Amy, and that was Joe. God damn it. Signing off. <laughs>